In Russia of old lived a man known as the White Bear. He was a Jewish lumber merchant. It's a very strange name for a man. His real name was Dove Bear. Dove is Hebrew for bear. Bear is Yiddish for bear. When he was a boy, he was known as Betel. But when he grew up and became a learned and respected merchant, he was known as Bear. Then, when he was about 40 years old, something extraordinary happened to him that earned him the nickname White Bear. One day, in the springtime, he was walking through a thick forest, inspecting some trees that he wished to buy. Suddenly, he was face to face with a large grizzly bear, which had just come out of its winter sleep and was very, very hungry. Bear, the merchant, was a very strong person, but he would not be able to match his strength against the grizzly bear. So Bear, the merchant, took shelter behind a tree while the angry bear went after him. Round and around the tree, the bear chased Bear, the merchant, until they were both quite dizzy. Finally, the bear put his paws around the tree, trying to grab his prey. Bear, the merchant, quickly grabbed the grizzly bear's paws and held them with one hand. With his other free hand, he removed his thick belt and tied the bear's paws together so the bear was trapped to the tree. Bear quickly made his way to the nearest village and told them what had happened. The villagers didn't believe him, so they set out for the spot that he described, and there indeed they found the bear still tied to the tree. When Bear, the merchant, arrived in his hometown the next morning, nobody recognized him because his hair had turned white from the terrible scare he had. His hair, his beard, his whiskers were white as snow, so he became known as the White Bear. As a lumber merchant, the White Bear would buy up timber from the Russian and Polish nobles who owned the large forests. He would then hire a crew of lumberjacks to cut down the trees and drag them to the nearest river, where they were tied into large rafts and floated to the city of Danzig, where they fetched a good price and gave White Bear a good profit. White Bear grew richer and richer, and the more he earned, the more he gave away to Tzedakah. So he was well known and respected as a learned and charitable man. Amongst the White Bear's best customers was a certain Polish nobleman called Potoki. From the Poritz Potoki, White Bear would buy 1,000 large trees from his forests every year. This deal alone gave White Bear a very nice income, Baruch Hashem. The Poritz was completely trustworthy of White Bear and always accepted White Bear's price, knowing that it would be fair. 
the right to harvest these trees, together with the other farm produce from the Count's large estates, were sold every year at the same time. It was an open sale to all merchants who would submit sealed bids for any of the Puddits' merchandise. The bids were made in sealed envelopes together with a cash deposit. On a certain day, at a certain time, the bids were opened by the Puddits' manager and the various items would go to the highest bidders. Everyone knew that the thousand trees belonged to the white bear, and no one ever tried to outbid him. Until such a time that another lumber merchant came to live in the same area. Year after year, he watched white bear buying 1,000 of the Puddits Potuckis trees, and this lumber merchant became envious. So one day he decided to submit a higher bid to take the deal away from the white bear. So the next time the Puddits' merchandise went up for sale, he entered a bid which was almost twice as much as white bear's usual offer. He even enclosed a larger cash deposit, and he was certain that the deal would be his. As he handed the envelope to the Puddits' manager, he bragged that he was going to give the Count a much better deal for his trees that year. The Puddits' manager, upon hearing this, thought that it was a mean trick. He knew that anyone trying to outbid the white bear would lose money, yet it seemed that this fellow was willing to lose money in order to just take away white bear's business. So the manager decided to tell the white bear what he had heard from the new lumber merchant. He advised white bear to do something this time, for it seemed that he would lose his annual deal of a thousand trees. White bear was shocked to hear that a fellow Jew would do something against halacha, against the law of the Taira. So he decided to go to his Rebbe to ask advice. The Rebbe was a tzaddik, and White Bear was a chassid who never did anything without first consulting his Rebbe. The Rebbe was none other than the Shpala Zayde, the Talmud of the Holy Baal Shem Tev. The Rebbe listened to the White Bear's story. He knew that it would be no use to talk to the other merchant. So for a few moments, he considered the matter, and then he replied to the White Bear, Do not worry. Just go on with the deal as if nothing had happened. Enter your usual bid and enclose your usual deposit. At the usual time, go and inspect the trees in the forest and put your markings on them. When the Poritz's forest managers will ask you for the contract, tell them that you lost it. Don't mention the matter to anybody, but have faith in Hashem, who has been with you in the past and will not forsake you now. So, greatly encouraged, White Bear went about his business in the same manner as always. Early in the spring, the Poditz's manager opened the sealed envelopes with the bids. White Bear's usual bid of five rubles per tree was not high enough this time, and his 1,000 ruble deposit was returned to him. The winner of the contract was the new lumber merchant, Mayor Pinsker, 
who had enclosed 3,000 ruble as a deposit and promised to pay another 4,000 when the trees would be ready to be taken away. He was very happy indeed to learn the news from the Paritz's manager, who told him to come back in three days to receive the contract, signed in the Count's own hand, and sealed by the Paritz's seal. So, three days later, Mayor Pinsker presented himself at the Paritz's office, and he received the contract. Mayer did not see very well, and anyway he was too excited to look at the contract carefully. He was quite satisfied when he saw the Poritz's signature and the seal, so he went away a happy man. At last, he thought, I beat the white bear. I took his deal away from him. Of course, I won't make any profit on the deal this time. I will probably even lose a few hundred ruble, but it will be worth it. Now that I am doing business with the Puritz, I will make plenty of money in the end. Losing no time, Mayor Pinsker took his assistant and they went to the Puritz's forests to choose 1,000 trees and mark them. No sooner had he begun measuring the trees when two men on horseback suddenly appeared. They were two of the Puritz's forest guardians protecting the Poritz's trees and animals from poachers. They looked very fierce and threatening. Who are you? What are you doing here? They demanded. I am Mayor Pinsker. I'm a lumber merchant. I bought 1,000 trees from the Poritz and I've come to mark them, he replied. Show us your contract, they said. So Mayor brought out the precious contract and handed it to them. One of the guardians took the contract, opened it and read it, and then asked again, What did you say your name was? My name is Mayor Pinsker. Well, if you're Mayor Pinsker, said the guardian, then you are a thief. This contract belongs to someone else. It's made out to a different person, who you must have stolen it from. Leave here now if you value your life. As he said this, he raised his whip. Mayor Pinsker and his assistant began to run for their lives until they left the forest. There, poor Mayor dropped to the ground, his heart beating as if it would soon jump from his chest and all of his bones aching. His assistant took him home and put him to bed. Mayor lay sick in bed for weeks. He had plenty of time to think about the mess he was in. His contract had been taken away from him. His deposit of so much cash was gone. And he was exhausted from having to flee from those forest guardians. It serves me right, he thought. I tried to play a trick on the white bear. I should mind my own business and not try to steal somebody else's. Hashem has punished me. I will remember this lesson for the rest of my life. In the meantime, White Bear was making the arrangements to take care of his business as in years past, just like the Spollerzeda had told him. At the proper time, he entered the forest to inspect the trees and select the 1,000 trees that would be his. The moment he came to the forest, he was met by 
two horsemen. Greetings, White Bear, they said. We have some news for you. The other day, a stranger came and claims to have bought your trees. So I asked him for his contract. What do you think? He actually brought out your contract. He must have thought I couldn't read because there, plainly before my eyes, I saw your name on the contract. Maybe you lost it. Maybe he stole it from you. But anyway, here it is. Here's your contract. We know you're the Poets' favorite customer. White Bear took the contract and looked at it. Indeed, it had his name on it. He was amazed to see how the Rebbe's prediction had come true. He thanked the forest guardians and went about his business, selecting the trees and putting his mark on them. When the time came to cut down the trees and take away the logs, White Bear went to the Poritz's office, paid the balance of the money as usual, and the deal was complete. By now, poor Mayor Pinsker had recovered. He went to the Poritz to complain about the treatment he had received from the forest guardians. The Poritz, who was an honest and fair-minded person, ordered all of his forest guardians to appear before him. Then he brought Mayer, so that Mayer might point out the ones who had taken his contract. But as they passed before Mayer, one by one, Mayer shook his head. No, no, none of these are the people that took my contract. Why aren't the other two here? There are no more, said the Poritz. These are my forest guardians and no others. Tell me, what did those two look like? They were real demons, said Mayer. They took a real delight in taking away that contract. Perhaps they were actually demons after all, said the Poritz. If you act like a demon, then demons will keep you company. Mayer's face turned red with shame. He begged the Poritz to do justice and see to it at least that he should have his money back. The Poritz sent him home promising to investigate the matter further, and then he sent for White Bear. When White Bear came to the Puritz, he found there the Puritz's managers. White Bear told the Puritz everything that he knew about this strange business, how he had learned that Mayor Pinsker was going to outbid him, how he had gone to the Rebbe the Spolazeda for advice, and what the Rebbe had advised him to do. And then he showed them the contract. They were amazed to see that it was perfect in every way, except it had been made out in White Bear's name. The Paritz's clerk realized that, out of sheer force of habit, he must have written White Bear's name instead of Mayor Pinsker's name. Well, said the Paritz, what are you going to do about it now, White Bear? I've kept every penny of the profit I made on this deal, and I will ask my Rebbe, the Shpolazeda. Let Mayor Pinsker bring his case before the Rebbe, and let the Rebbe be the judge. After all, the Rebbe was the one that gave me the advice in the first place. And the Paritz agreed. When Mayor Pinsker and White Bear appeared before the Rebbe, he took Mayor aside and gave him a lecture for breaking the law of the Torah by trying to steal business that did not belong to him.
the Rebbe also told White Bear to turn over a part of the profit to Mayer so that no one should profit from someone else's loss. He then told Mayer how to do tshuva, and both he and White Bear left the Rebbe much wiser than they were before. As regarding the mystery of the two foresters, only the Rebbe knows what messengers the Abishter has to carry out his will.